Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to another episode of The Slanophilian. I am your host, Marion Goddard, and I would like to introduce you all to one of our newer members of Slanophilia, Ms. Francisca Wizani, who is the cultural advisor at Saxon Mozart Society. Hi, Francisca. Nice to talk to you today. Hi, Miriam. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So, Francisca, first of all, just as sort of a background, I, I, I've been so eager to speak to you uh, ever since I read your, uh, your short story in our new book, Creativity Matters, which for our listeners will be coming out pretty soon and will be launched at the uh, Frankfurt Book Fair in October. And uh, Francisca has a story in there, so we're very excited about that. And I really enjoyed reading it as well. Besides that, I would love to know a little bit more about the Saxon Mozart Society and what its purpose is and what your role is as cultural advisor. Yeah, I think um, so. Well, I started, um, or better, I got to know the Saxon Mozart Society doing my work for the Mozarteum Foundation because um, the Saxon Mozart Society is a um, very close institution to the Mozarteum Foundation, and I worked with them during the last years. And now I'm a, I'm self-employed, and so um, I got the honor to work on two different projects with them. And for me, actually, from the very first beginning, it was really exciting because um, at today's level of knowledge, Mozart never has been in Chemnitz, where the society is located before. But the society is a very, um, I think, a very wonderful example of how a group of really visionary and passionate and also dedicated people um, set up a goal 30 years ago, giving Mozart a space where he can grow and where he can inspire other people without any historical story in the background, which is actually for me even more impressive because I'm located in Salzburg, the birthplace of Mozart. And so um, having the history of Mozart in the background is usually something very important for the storytelling of a cultural institution. But um, yeah, the, the work of society is actually, of course, based on his music. But, and that's what I really like, it's also based on the human side of Mozart. Um, because Mozart was a very open, humorous, tolerant and also very courageous person and always curious what makes life worth living. And these ideas, these innovative ideas and this joy they have with Mozart as a person and with his music excites and stimulates the Mozart community. And that's, you feel that actually every day with the group, with the team, and also with the projects um, they're doing. They're doing projects with um, young people, they're doing projects in the whole area. They're organizing a festival, a Mozart festival, since about 30 years. And now, and that's also one project I accompany, they, um, they're going to applicate for um, a EU-funded project to open the musical borders towards Ukraine and the Czech Republic. So they are now going out of Chemnitz um, and wants to spread these um, qualities and this exciting person of Mozart um, across the borders. So that's really, it's, it's really um, um, a very good, um, um, a number of different projects and that's for me very exciting. That's really cool. So um, actually, this is just sort of a, a side question that I was that I wanted to know. Um, are you a musician yourself? Uh, and what instruments 
What instruments do you play? No, actually, I'm I'm not a I'm not a. Oh, you're not. Okay. I'm not a real musician. Well, I I, got, I think I got socialized with classical music by my parents um, very early because they are really passionate classical music um, fans, and they took me to the opera from the very first beginning. And probably as every child, I was at the beginning, I was uh, yeah a little bit uh, bored. But but on the other hand, I really felt this 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 touching aspect of classical music or of music at all. Mm-hmm. And so I of course I started singing in the choir and the school choir and the church choir and I played flute and I played violin but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually actually yeah I ended playing an instrument when I when I started my my studies somewhere else. But I was always always um, always in touch with music and always touching with music and yeah um, I think uh, I think that's something you and I kind of have in common because growing up um, I played a few instruments as well I played the piano and the viola but I, I never really pursued it and I wasn't that good either at it um, but I did I, I was a very musical person back in the day and but yeah I had an appreciation for it uh, Francisca so on that note you mentioned um, kind of the human side of Mozart and your fascination with that. Um, I kind of want to know more about, you know, some of your projects and uh, what your research is grounded in. Yeah, so actually, if you ask me for, about my, my, my most important projects, um, I, I definitely have to emphasize, and you already mentioned in the introduction, my, my project in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was not only my my most important. I think it was also my 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 most mind changing project I had this Mozart yeah. in Havana project, um, where I took responsibility for about um, seven years when I worked at the Mozarteum Foundation, and it was as well a new funded project, and we d- developed in, uh, in two sentences the first actually the first professional youth orchestra in Havana. Um, that still exists today, although the project ended in 2015. And if you probably can imagine, Cuba at these times, or still today, but at these times it was really, really difficult to establish such a long-term project with help from Europe right there, because there are many, many, many restrictions, many rules, many things I never did before or a long time before. Um, and I think that was a the best motivation Cuba in my opinion or Latin America uh, there's there are so talented musicians and they really have it in their heart to play the music and they are so enthusiastic and so creative mm-hmm. um, that at the end this project was a huge success mm-hmm. and um, yeah and for me it was actually the first time when I turned out a little bit of this classical Mozart bubble um, you sometimes you you work in particularly in Salzburg, because Salzburg is so focused um, on Mozart yeah. in comparison to Chemnitz. Um, and um, for me, it was something completely new, really to feel also the power of music within a complete different community. Although their social environment and the possibilities or also the deficits are enormous. Yeah, and I think it was a very, very inspiring project, really to feel this atmosphere and to work with people where everybody really try to be the best they can. So um, yeah, and the social impact of the music and working with diverse musicians from different backgrounds was something actually I 
I really love and I still love and I now really try to continue with this um, with this social music project mm -hmm. um, to get a yeah another another aspect in my in my work not only this working for this classical classical music landscape and so on that on that note um, what is your definition of culture and how do you think creativity fits in I would say for me culture is um, is actually the the sum the total sum of, of everything a society creates um, this can be oh, we're talking about values can, can be traditions the religion the language um, including also the positive but also of course the negative things coming out but within this definition a, a society creates I think we uh, already have this word creativity in it I think the wonderful thing about working with um, different cultures is that you really explore so many things new and that you're always expanding your horizon um, and you always have to um, you have to keep your eyes open and understand the needs and you have really have to listen to embrace the other communities and the other people within their values and their traditions and I think the same you have to you have to do if you want to be creative you really have to listen you always have to um, take a second look on what you're doing on what you're working with um, and so I'm actually totally convinced that being creative is one key element to reach this goal to have a positive impact on a society and its culture now culture I as I understand it sometimes is misconstrued as tradition you know tradition is so often thought of as like a, a fixed point in culture, you know, I mean, in a society. So for example, you mentioned several times um, how central Mozart is in, in Salzburg and how classical music is part of their tradition. And it is a very unmoving part of life there. So how can we bring, how can traditional practices have a certain inherent element of creativity and how do we bring creativity into that seemingly unchanging closed off realm yeah yeah i completely agree with you and i i know that uh, this is one of the most um, challenges for all cultural institutions institutions yeah. to to break through these um these ideas that of that culture and tradition is old-fashioned um and often perceive um yeah or often will perceive um as something distant and wasteful and even yeah sometimes too intellectual i i think it's it's a very very big need and especially today when the world changes so fast and and the pandemic determines our life um that that cultural institutions really have to mean much more on on the path of time and once again listen listen to their audience and to current developments which happens um day by day Everything has to be really um, inten uh, intentionally, not fashionable, not fashionable. But I think that most of cultural institutions really have to leave their ivory tower and and lose their fear of new developments and and really um, look towards new cooperation and really think more out of the box. As we probably did, or the Mozarteo Foundation did with this Cuban project, I, I, I remember that there were so many people which didn't have who didn't have any understanding why the Mozarteo Foundation is going to Havana, 
um, to, to bring Mozart to, to the Caribbean state. But at the end, it was really something so exciting and so important and with such an important social aspect and of course so sustainable. And, um, and I think these kinds of projects really um, open your eyes going abroad, um, really feel and listen what, what the world needs and what responsibility you have as a cultural institution. I think that's something very important. And then I think people outside feel it, that there is a change. Mm. and that the cultural institution also go out of their of their sometimes um, very very serious bubble i would say the good thing is that they are really i now now i'm self-employed and i really look much more all over the world which social music projects or music pages projects in general are happening and the good news is that there are really some beautiful projects so i think they're yeah i think there's a very positive development so I think also cultural institutions of course understood that they really have to change their strategy and have to start yeah telling great stories yeah and storytelling really is um, such a major part of it um, you mentioned that you know institutions need to lose their fear of um, trying new things they need to think outside of the box now that really is what Sonophilia has been trying to do all along, you know, to try and bring creativity into the mainstream, sort of, to democratize it and to make it, to make people feel as though their inherent ability to create matters, you know? How, how important do you think it is to bring creativity beyond the arts? Because, I mean, let's face it, it is oftentimes applied, I suppose, to the arts. It's, it's uh, associated with it in people's minds. So how do we bring it beyond the arts? So for me, creativity is um, the ability to create values um, and to create something new in small and in, in larger environments um, and with the intention to shape a better world. And I think that's really something um, very essential and that's also something I, um, I often see in the music world because in my, in my opinion music is one of the most powerful words human beings connect with each other and to break through boundaries of the language, of the culture, of prejudice, etc. I just mm -hmm. um, mentioned that in the Cuban project. And I think that music is also something where people coming together from all social levels, from all different cultures. And they're coming together in good cases with so much fun. And they have such a beautiful um, connection with each other. And I think these, these groups are so inspiring for each other. And within these groups, I think it's a great chance also to overcome personal um, and the given challenges. I think creativity within the music world is something very essential because it's not, it's not about perfection, you know. I think in the music world, the older tradition or often still talk about perfection, who, who's doing music better than others. But yeah. I think creativity in the music world is actually something much, yeah, completely different. I think creativity is something like bringing people together, finding the same language, growing together, um, overcome challenges and um, social problems some have, others not, but also possibilities 
um, or barriers um, some have or not. So I think um, at the end it's all about um, yeah doing what you love, yeah. playing music because you love it. You love it, and and I think that's also what creativity is about. Hmm. Doing what you love and really feel self-confident and really be open, open your eyes and um, yeah, and that's what I really love within this project I'm now working with. That is not about about strategy plans, project plans in a classical way. It's really this holistic approach about the musicians and the music, and in the second step, really, yeah. Yeah, doing beautiful projects together and have fun. I love that. So just one last thing, uh, Francisca, before we wrap it up. Um, you did mention just uh, a little while ago about the joy, uh, the, the joy of uh, doing what you love. And, you know, children really seem to have, I mean, a profound gift, sort of, to just be able to go for what they want to do, you know, to just play a game or to do anything, to just have fun with it. And so my question to you, um, since you have some experience with working with children, especially in the Mozart in Havana project that you mentioned, how can we support and cultivate children's creativity and then sort of hold on to that as they enter adulthood and you know help them to unleash it into greater society? Um, within this batch, no, I it's can a have complicated a, question. I know, but <laughs> you know, I, I I know what you mean, and I and I also know that there are really really different um, approach in in this um, music teaching um, section. But I I always think about oh, oh, there's a quote I really like by Albert Einstein, uh, who already I think bring bring my my idea to a point. He he said, I never teach my pupils. I only attempt to provide the conditions in which they can learn. And what I really like about this quote that I also think that the ultimate goal should be to, to inspire and to able children and also young people and to, to empower them and also others um, in life and live up their full potential as individuals and as citizens. Because I think that's really the base to, um, to become also a good musician because being a musician is not only playing the instruments in its perfection. It's always telling, telling a story. It's always being in dialogue with other musicians. Um, if you play in orchestra or if you play in an ensemble. So I think it's really, it's really much more than just learning an instrument. And um, because we talk about that at the beginning of the interview, sometimes I think if I would have had this opportunity to have more, more space around me, probably I would still play an instrument. I, my teachers were more like very strict and very, um, very, very classical. Mm. Um, and so for me, that's having this space and having really this, um, this inspiring environment. I think it's something very um, essential. And I think children really need this mediation of values as well. I think knowing and living after these values, and you can get it by your parents, but I think also it could be also uh, transmitted by, by your teacher or within the group, is one of the most important preconditions to live a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And then following to inspire others and, and also finally to unfold your creativity. 
I think I think I, I know that in, in, in different companies or in different section, sections, they all they all have now this really new approach to 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 think or to act different in this leadership um, section or in, in company cultures or whatever. And this teaching artist section is really something which is really I think really still behind. And so that's one of, of, of my, my project. I'm also working, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a pilot project, so I cannot tell a lot about that, but it's an <laughs> academy which is really just focused on teaching in this way, with this holistic approach. And, um, and I'm really convinced that that's the future to, yeah, to bring up great musicians from all over the world and also to strengthen their creativity. Well, you just uh, ended it on a perfect note by giving us sort of a sneak peek into um, what's next for you. So we are going to leave it there, Francisca. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. And I'm sure that we will be in touch perhaps in October for the uh, book launch. Yes, me too. I'm really excited when I have it this book in my hand finally yes. and also read the other stories because until now I just read two of them. Yeah I'm excited to get that book in my hands as well. It's uh, been quite a few few months working on it. Yeah. It's gonna feel really satisfying and uh, successful. So all right well thank you again Francisca and we'll be in touch. <laughs>